Hello and welcome to Story Conversations. I'm Simon Arrowsmith and with me as always is... Susan Griffin. Hi Susan, how are you doing on this gorgeous Valentine's Day? We're recording this on Valentine's Day. Yes, yes, you can't see but I'm like making the heart (laughs) sign with my fingers to my favourite Valentine co-producer podcast buddy back at you <laughs> uh, so we thought it today would be a bit different we don't have a guest we just wanted to take a moment at the center sort of you know the midpoint of our uh season arc and at this midpoint talk about where we think things are at with with story what what's going on what's 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 happening with story in 2023 what's coming up next i think there's plenty to talk about um right. So, Wait, well, it's 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 uh, timely. Uh, mm. You know, this is our love letter to the story in one way, but also we just had the State of the Union address in the <laughs> oh, U.S. Yeah. So this is kind of the State of the Union, State the of the state Story of, Union, the State of the Story Union. Yeah, yes. I don't think it's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much as we're trying to keep the world safe for narrative story and storytelling. Um, we're we're losing ground on the battlefield, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, you know, maybe part of me just goes, well, are we worrying too much about language? You know, what does it matter if story isn't the same as storytelling? But I think it, I do mm-hmm. think it matters personally, because I think if what we've got or what we seem to have is everything's a story. Do you know, I mean, yes. and, and yeah. we're not differentiating these these elements and therefore nothing's a story nothing's really becoming you know for you and I Susan we believe passionately that narrative story and storytelling are utilities they are tools that we can use as communicators professional or otherwise to really connect human to human but each of them serves a different purpose you know Mm -hmm. your narrative is your overarching direction of travel it's your full-on connection your story is the structures that you use to really bring that narrative to life and storytelling are those wonderful elements in language visuals metaphor that excites and venue you know oh god experience and environment absolutely absolutely but but to your point simon you know and this is an interesting segue into another part of this um love letter to narrative story and storytelling you know marketers particularly b2b services marketers mm. are still struggling to embrace this idea yeah know? yeah and and hence when a tool like generative ai <laughs> made, made famous by chat gpt and i'll get to my rant about that in a minute (laughs) you know rather than do the hard yards of really understanding how narrative serves as a utility to differentiate your company people are jumping on this bandwagon of generative ai and you know so few people even and embrace or recognize that generative AI, the science behind it is something that I've just learned, large language models, mm-hmm. right? But 
they don't want to do the hard yards of really understanding the utility of narrative and story. So let's find something that can do it for us. <laughs> Let Here's this tool. It can do it for us. And, oh, my God, maybe it's going to disintermediate, disintermediate my job. So it's, ah, yeah. shock and awe, right? Panic, panic, panic. Right. And, you know, these are, this is a tool. Yeah, absolutely. It's a like any other tool in the narrative and the creation of narrative and story. Mm. It is a tool for arranging characters on a surface that can be read and understood to convey a set of facts, an idea. These tools, whether they were chisels and, you know, clay tablets when it was cuneiforms or the typewriter Hmm. or the word processor (laughs) i mean the word processor (laughs) the word blender the the word blender right the word you know macerator yeah Um, what's that tool we use to make smoothies i mean it's like you know the word bullet the word All these tools. And some of the, I mean, let's be, let's be honest, some of the, some of the actual things that, that generative AI is producing feels like it was done <laughs> through a blender or a bullet. I, at the moment, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that goes, this is terrible, this is, an, you know, it's, 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 it's awful, it'll never replace me. That's ridiculous, but, it, but no, it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, but we have to think about tools, right? I mean, what do tools help us do? They help us achieve something faster Mm -hmm. more efficiently i was having this conversation with my nephew and and um we were talking about the calculator and he was saying you know the calculator didn't like eliminate jobs and i said right it 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 just helped people who needed to do trigonometry do it faster than they could with a slide rule and this is a kid whose father is an, an, a mechanical engineer by training. He looked at me and he said, "What's a slide rule?" <laughs> well, I was thinking of uh, I was thinking about you know, that the other day. Was, you know, m- my mum was telling me that her first job out of school was as a computer. She was her, that was her job title, computer. And I think basically it was just adding stuff up like, right. because that's what that's, you did in those days. That's the story <laughs> of Hidden Figures, the movie about the group yeah, of right. African-American yeah, yeah. women who with pencils and legal pads computed yeah. the higher-end math that made it possible to get jettison to men into space yeah. and actually get them home. Yeah. <laughs> left to the devices of women i might say hmm. okay um so yeah i mean these are tools um but my mother also always you know we as kids would come home and we'd heard something some story or some fact yeah you know and we'd we'd come racing home and we'd tell our mom what we had heard and my my mom would say, consider the source. Yeah. You know, and w- with these 
generative AI, I refuse <laughs> to, <laughs> to say that chat GPT is the only <clears throat> large language model generative AI tool that can yeah. be useful in as a tool. But the problem with these early iterations is you can't consider the source. Mm. And you sent me that article from The Guardian this past week that, yeah. you know, it, it highlighted Google's fabulous <laughs> with Bard. Introducing Bard. Oh, come on. Yeah. Bard. But I mean, that's, that is, I mean, you know, that is a Doesn't better... Doesn't Shakespeare have a copyright <laughs> on that? Don't you have to pay but like I... a... Tr- but at least it's so more the, creative than Chat GPT. I mean, well, what yeah. is that? That's just, <laughs> sorry. But so, so Google introduces yeah. their new generative AI based prototype for a new kind of search. Mm. And the shining example that they give is some article written about space, which m- misattributes something in in astronomy to the James Webb telescope. telescope yeah so it was i mean talk about fake news i mean it was flat out inaccurate but we can't consider the source even with a google search you know you can at least say oh that came from the yeah. guardian or that came from this government agency or that came from Gwyneth Paltrow, who knows nothing about telescopes. I mean, well, they're not not that we know of, unless she's got a new candle range coming out that smell exactly. of telescopes. I mean, we're we're sort of getting a little, you know, like we always get when nobody's listening other than us. But I mean, you, we currently cannot consider the source. Yeah. So these tools, which do have facility in making certain rote tasks easier still yeah. need to be vetted by a human. I mean, yeah, there's still a task to be done. I mean, it's, you know, we've talked about this before, and it's interesting, isn't it? It's not just about language style and making language more human. You know, the, 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 the AI may provide us with research and text, and then supposedly the job is to edit it or to refine it, but we do it all quicker. But as you say... We also have to go and validate that what it's saying to us is accurate. How can this be saving time? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it could. It, it, you know, I'm there sure it are, will. are there are people out there. Um, a dear colleague of mine, Alistair Vince, has been has been on LinkedIn communicating his concerns about. God bless him, large language models mm-hmm. of generative AI. And he says they're going to get better, but he reinforces that we still need humans. Yeah. And what I love is this notion of, oh, this text can be written in the style of... Right. The storytelling portion of our... <laughs> right. But... Currently, these generative AI tools can mimic a tone of voice. They can mimic a style. You can write your 
about text on your website in the style of the rhyme of the ancient mariner for those people who get the reference. Um, but as our friend Jeremy Crisp from Nail Communication mm. talked about when we had him on uh, an episode in season one. One, yeah. I don't think machines are capable of, on their own, creating irony or mm, um, sarcasm or or, Wit. or or you know they can mimic they can draw from other sources but the idea of being able to look at something in a context and flip it mm. so there is a new way of looking at an idea I certainly not right now yeah. that's that's something that humans are needed for and who is reading this material? You know, if there's so, there's so, if there's so, <laughs> just, I guess that's the question that keeps coming to my mind. Is like, who is this for? I mean, I guess it's it's supposed yeah. to be for us, for humans, but who's reading it? I mean, well, I, it's it's funny because just this morning I had that sense. There's so much right now in the zeitgeist, whether it's people on LinkedIn or whether it's people writing articles for publications like the guardian or you you yeah. you, you there's so talk, much or us right, talking or about us it on a talking, podcast well, that's, that's true <laughs> but you know i thought oh geez i'm gonna have to have a listening ai yeah tool. It, it just it, it can be spun out to its illogical there's a um, perhaps comedic comedic um conclusion there's a wonderful book by stephen pressfield um, there's a couple of wonderful books. He, there's a, he wrote a fantastic book called The War of Art, but is uh, another one which is just a series of really short one-page thoughts. Is called Nobody Wants to Read Your S H I T, and it's just you know, and it, it just it's something that I wow. I draw it out of the, of the of the shelf every now and again. I'll take it off the shelf every now and then because I just go, it's true. Why why would someone want to read this? What's the purpose? What's it providing them with? Is it entertaining? Is that it? Is it educational? What? Why? And I'm not sure. I mean, maybe it's just because people are experimenting, and I mean, it's just too soon, perhaps. But so, so, so much of what I've seen so far is like, who's reading this? It's fascinating. Well, you and I shared right after New Year's, and I won't name the publications. Um, but I got, I I subscribed to multiple. Um, publications and I got two letters from two different managing editors of two publications that arguably have an overlap in their audience yeah. and I read the letters and they were very artfully written mm. and there was an astounding sameness to them yes and I forwarded them to you. And I'm not going to name the publications because I, I have a deep abiding respect for the, these, yeah. the editorial voice of these publications. But if in a letter to me that was urging me to resubscribe, they, they couldn't articulate a, an editorial difference that 
<clears throat> separated the two publications, my first instinct was, oh, geez, was, were these letters crafted by generative AI? And then I thought, no, the issue really was these amazing publications were forgetting that they needed to create a differentiated narrative. No matter yeah. what tool you use to write your letter to your subscribers saying, please pony up the money again yeah. to subscribe to our publication, there, there needs to be something in it that says to me, yes, you, and not the other guy. Or I, at least, yes, you, even if I've already ponied up for the other guy. I mean, it's the... I mean, no, it's not just AI that makes this mistake. Humans well, make exactly. it. Humans make it too. I was running a a, a workshop recently um, on story for marketers, and I used a, a piece of material that this organisation had actually sent me as one of their customers, and um, it was with some embarrassment that the team were kind of looking and oh gosh, how did how did he get this this email? The email was very very factual. It was very information based. It wasn't <laughs> selling to me. It wasn't tapping into my as in as in it wasn't connecting to me as a human being. It was just relaying information. And it transpired what had happened was someone had taken a press release and they literally just copied the press release, popped it into an email, and sent it out as marketing. And it was like, well, hold on, well, it needs to do something different. You're telling a different, you're using a different story structure. You should be using different story techniques, storytelling techniques to get to me and to connect with me as an audience member. So humans are, are, are you know, fallible too. We, we do this all the time. Absolutely. It's not just the fault of these new tools. To circle back to your first point about the state of the, the yeah. storytelling uh, union. Um, there is still a long way to go for marketers to embrace the power of the separate elements of narrative story and storytelling as a means and a utility for growing their brands. Yeah. And, you know, if we're going to have the international forbidden sign, I don't think it's going to be you know, a generative AI or even ChatGPT. Okay. <laughs> but it, I, I think it's going to be the international forbidden sign for sameness. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a need for brands to basically do the hard work of saying what makes us different and better. Do you think, which is a loaded question, because I probably know you do, and I, I, I think it too. <laughs> that's, that's quite all right, Simon. I don't I, mind leading questions. Is, is this about fear? Is this about if, I'm, if I am different, if I am niche and going after one segment, one audience type, one kind of reader, one kind of you know, responder, um, that I'll miss out on all these other things? Are they just, I mean, that's my feel, feeling about it. It's, it's just that people yeah. worry that if I if I segment myself too much and I, I make myself clear that this is who I'm speaking to, all of a sudden I will lose everybody else. And my argument to it's, that is, well... It's speaking to everybody as, it's speaking to as no opposed one. to speaking to no one or yeah. not speaking to one person. I mean, yeah. even, even our um, 
our conversation with John Chelesnik about sportscasters. Mm. You know, he told the tale of arguably one of the greats in sportscasting who was approached by a woman after a game that he called on the radio or on TV. And she said to him, I always feel like you're talking directly to me. Yeah. And so I think it's, I, I think it's fear. Um, but it's fear that starts with not really understanding the purpose right. of the story. Yeah. You know? Um, no snack brand ever convinced a customer to buy them by simply listing the ingredients on the box. <laughs> All the health benefits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, false news again. Um, but, but so, I mean, I guess the good news is there's still abundant need for people like you and me. At the moment, yeah. That's nice, right? We've got a few more years in us, haven't we, right? You, you did have to drop that little twilight zone, you know, <laughs> at the moment. No, I do, I do think that um, we hear it every day, you know. We, we do know that brands, marketers are experimenting with tools. Yeah. They're, um, they are still concerned about how they tell their story, but they're more, they tend to be more concerned until we get our mitts on them. Um, they tend to be more concerned about telling the story as opposed to what is the story we're trying to tell. Yeah. I think the other, I think the other thing about that is, and this is, my, I think both of our experiences, they are experimenting with things, but they seem to be experimenting with tools designed to make more faster. But more of what? You know, it's just more of, as you said, the same. It's more stuff. And who's reading it? Who's interested in it? They're not spending the time and effort. This is another thing that um, was the conclusion of the workshops that I ran recently. All, everybody who went to it was like, yeah, it was really great. But it's hard work, isn't it? And yeah, it is. <laughs> this is hard work. Finding the right story, crafting it, and then communicating it and connecting with another human being is hard work. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. I wish. I wish what I was helping you with was easy, but it's not. And no generative AI tool is going to take the part of it that's the hard yeah. work, as yeah. opposed to the pedestrian, you know, the pedestrian work. The telling part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it it is hard work. We I, I laughed out loud um because of this it's hard work yeah <laughs> yeah sorry sorry about that yeah yeah so there we are that's that's yeah that's kind of the state of the story union the state of the art and yeah we but the state of the story the exciting union. thing is the state of the story conversations union as it were <laughs> is that there's so much more uh, to come we've got some great yes. guests heading away for the rest of season two um we have uh, language specialists, people who who are experts in writing. We have um, composers and songwriters, uh, all sorts, all sorts. We have 
Yeah, we have all sorts of folks lined up and um, we're very grateful in this environment in which your choices for what you listen to are so varied and vast um, that you occasionally actually listen to us on story conversations and yeah. we we encourage you to encourage your friends to do likewise yeah please do um you can learn more about us as well at the usual places on the show notes we'll give you links to both uh, iambic creatives website and to griffin and skeggs collaborative um we'd love to hear what you're doing and how you're using story or how you'd like to explore story tools more uh so give us a call give us a shout yes. or an email uh, and, and thanks for all of our supporters who have been listening through season one and the first half of season two yeah and we'll see you or you'll hear us next time bye